Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, a roundtable discussion that's a mix of friendship, humor, unbridled enthusiasm, and tabletop RPG topics sent in from around the world. Just for Hello, and welcome to Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Season 30, Episode 4. My name is Kimmy. I'm Joey. I'm Adam. And in today's episode, we have Gaz from the Netherlands asks about players taking notes during intense RPG moments. Weasel Creature from California has opinions about playing in existing IPs. This one's like a response to a previous discussion. Okay. Um, And then John in Idaho is either playing with a telepath or a cheater, which I'm very excited to talk about that one. (laughs) <laughs> and all right, if you would like to contribute a question or story to our show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find our past podcasts and streams all on our website at happyjacks.org. All right. Um, all right. And we have the cutest couple ever tonight. I'm very excited you're both here. Yay. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you in a really long time. I, yeah. Fair it's, happened. It's, yeah. Or it's currently happening. I have no life. <laughs> also, also, our Saturday night home game stopped happening. Yes. And yeah, cause, well, because, well, fair, fair happened. Because fair happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, For those who don't know, fair just encompasses your entire life for about two and a half months and nothing else exists. Yeah. Yes. Or if you're married to somebody who is at fair, it encompasses your life for that period of time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so... But, but yeah, no, it, it it was really fun for like about two years now. We were doing a every other or every Saturday night game here at Kimmy's. Um, you know, this was before the new studio. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and just like gaming out and playing with like some of our favorite people, <laughs> Dave and Jason Mills and Nick, and like we were just like Yay! Happy fun time Saturday night. And, yeah, and uh, and then AKA we're desperate for human interaction. Yes, <laughs> all around the campfire. So uh-huh. Yeah, outdoors. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually yeah. super fun though. Like it was. Night yeah, was my favorite. Uh, S'more oh, night was great. great yeah, night. S'more night was way more successful and enjoyable than KFC log night. Yes. That was rough. That was a rough night. Yeah. Yes. If you didn't know, you can actually buy a firewood log that is flavored like KFC. Yeah. And so we... Smell flavor. Smell flavor. We didn't actually taste the logs. No. Right. That would be terrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. It could be worse. You could actually eat KFC. No. No. That's not worse. No. It's terrible for you. It's worse for you, but it's so good. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We'd have our Saturday night campfires and game and drink and yeah, and, uh, and try to forget that the world was falling apart around us. But somebody has to do fair. Yeah. Somebody has to make money for a wedding coming up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who. That's true. That's true. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, announcements. <laughs> We're still working on a new studio. The yeah. sound is so much better this week from last week, right? Like, yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Um, so thank you for hanging in there for our first three episodes of season 30 where <laughs> the sound was kind of rough. And by <laughs> rough, I mean echoey and um, mm. and very metallic sounding. Like, mm. it sounded like a robot sometimes because yeah. of this weird 
sound delay. It was fascinating, but terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but still, if it sounds, you know, I've had people sending me emails saying, hey, when I'm listening to this on this device, it sounds like this and back and forth. So please, if you have feedback, please send it to us, good or bad, so that we can continue to kind mm -hmm. of dial things in and make it perfect. Because I will make yeah. it perfect. perfect <laughs> and I will not stop. She won't stop. I won't stop. <laughs> um, also, uh, we need emails, please. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, we have enough for like the next few shows, mm -hmm. but I want to to really build up like a good collection. Mm -hmm. um, so please, please send in emails. Um, if someone at your game who doesn't listen to Happy Jacks has Me? like this question or problem, have them write in or write in for them and pretend to be them and just don't tell them. I won't yeah. question it. It'll be fine. Look, and you can also send uh, send a telegraph. No. Um, you could send a note by paper post. No. Um, you could no, no. You could send a message by horseman. If I get no. to keep the horse, yes. Okay. All right. Just or kidding. if the horseman is super cute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, yes. Yes. Send emails. Ask us questions. We're very intelligent and we're lovely, delightful people. And send us horror stories because we love hearing about the misfortune of others. <laughs> Accurate. We do, we do love that very, very much. <laughs> Makes us feel better about ourselves. And we're gamers, so we always need to feel better about ourselves. Well, more than that, well, we're performers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, Joey. I was going to say it. I, I called you out. I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's everything. Everything? everything? Yeah, I think we're yeah, okay. think so. yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, mailbag number one. Who wants to read that one? Uh, I'll read yep. this one. Okay. Why not? Dear Happy Jackers, longtime listener, sometimes writer, and recent joiner on the Discord, I thought I'd write in with a question for, so Kimmy doesn't run out of emails and that she's running the show. Woohoo! Yes. read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> First Boy off, telegraph. love the new look. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, love the new studio look. Oh, I thought they were talking about, like, me. <laughs> both can be true. Like, I'm going to assume they meant both. Oh, yeah. 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 Post-COVID uh, Kimmy's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shows potential, and even though the sound quality isn't what you want it to be, it's already better than a lot of other podcasts, so keep up with the good work. Second time for my question about note-keeping, or more specific note-keeping during intense RP situations. I have a lot of opinions about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of your hosts, I think it was Stork, said that if his character is not in the room, he doesn't take notes because it reduces metagame knowledge when he's recalling information and just reduces metagame, uh, metagaming in general. It was Stork. Yeah. Again, I have a lot of opinions. Uh, I am a player in a D&D 5e game that uh, we have bi-weekly around a table, and we encounter the following situation. The cleric of their group was separated from the rest of the party in another room, and together with the DM, they had a pretty intense RP situation. She was holding the children of a noble hostage and was trying to negotiate our safe exit and get information about the important MacGuffin. I like this cleric style. Yeah. Uh, that was my editorial, not what's saying. No. Um, I have cleric concerns. Okay. Right? By good RP and good rolls, she gets a lot of information with names, locations, and all kinds of other info, a minor info dump. In-game, the rest of the party has no idea what's going on in that room, just that she has it under control. Out-of-game, the player who controls the cleric isn't taking notes because she is being absorbed into the RP and immersing herself into her character. The rest of the players are writing furiously because, well, important information is being given by the GM. Now, everybody has the notes except the player who was actually in the scene because it's not really immersive asking, how do you spell that name? Or could you repeat that last sentence again? I can't write that fast when you're in an intense hostage situation. 
after the situation was over uh, in game, we discussed it so all of our notes were synced up again. But there might also be situations uh, where the info is personal to the character, so syncing up notes are not as easy. How would you handle note keeping in intense RP situations when in game your character is not there? as a spectator, but also as the one who is having the intense situation. Uh, would you take notes, give those notes to the RP player, and then erase the notes from your own? Do you make separate notes with what your character knows versus what your player... Are, uh, oh my god, I can't read today. Do you make separate notes with what your character knows and what is player knowledge? Or would you put the responsibility of note-taking to the RP player, let them ask all the info after the scene is over? Looking forward to where the show is going, and good luck. Greetings, Gaz, the Drunken Master... Uh, P.S. Put my pin in the world map up in the count of the Netherlands, now to three. Nice. We love the Netherlands. Uh, P.P.S. Thank you in a, uh, thank you for the advice and support in the Discord when I sought it out. Love and hugs to everyone who else needs and wants it. Aww. Thanks, Gaz. Yeah, we do have this great... Um, when you join the Discord, you can opt in and out of different sections, and there's a section that like people can get emotional support or rant about things and people who aren't interested don't even know it's there <laughs> and then the people who are like can opt in and it's great like it's i've used it a couple times myself when i'm upset about something or frustrated and mm-hmm. it's just people are super supportive and awesome um yeah, this is a really good question it is yeah so here's my take on it stork you're wrong <laughs> end of sentence no i'm kidding um kind of First of all, why aren't you taking notes, Stork? I'm sorry, I'm going to address the Stork, apparently. Um, But also to the writer in the email. You should always be taking notes. Always, always, always be taking notes. You can section it off. You can box it if you don't want it to be knowledge your character has. But always be taking notes, especially if someone's having an intense RP moment. They're not going to remember anything that happened in that conversation. They are so in character, hopefully, that they're... (laughs) It's just going to kind of fly by. Be a pal. Take notes for them. Please. If also, if you're the DM and you need them to have this information, if you're using this as an info dump, maybe have all the information written out. You can slide to the player afterwards if you're doing it in a major intense RP section. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be in it to win it RP-wise. They're not going to remember. They're not going to stop and take notes. Uh, if you can, after the scene is over, that's great. Usually, if you're playing at a table, maybe you take a five, a potty break after an intense RP session, and you can jot stuff down. But be a pal. Take notes. What else are you doing? Looking at your player's manual, playing with your... Stop stacking your dice and take notes. I'm going to disagree. Oh. I know. For those who didn't see my face because you're only listening to audio, I also plan to disagree. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Both Adam yeah. and I made, like, like our eyes. We're like, yeah. mm, it's okay. <laughs> Scrunchy faces. You both can be wrong. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I am that super annoying player who almost never takes notes of any kind. Um, generally slowly during the course of a campaign, my character sheets margins get full of random information. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's mostly like names of people. Uh, I, I think like in that moment, I feel like it's important for everybody at the table to also be enjoying it. And Mm -hmm. there are people who absolutely engage with something by writing about it. Yeah. So that's great. I am not one of those people. If I start writing things down, like whatever is happening here, my ADHD kicks in and I have no idea what's happening anymore. <laughs> um, so as a player, if I'm in a really RP heavy moment, like I'm just going to go for it. I'm not writing anything down. I don't expect anyone else to write anything down. Um, it's one of those things where after that scene is over, 
as a GM, especially like when we have an RP heavy scene and there's important information, I make sure we have like a pause. Be like, mm-hmm. okay, got everyone write stuff down because you're going to remember the important stuff in that moment. Yeah. And also, if it's a super emotional moment, it's very realistic for your character not to have made mental notes of absolutely every mm-hmm. factoid that was dropped. Because in emotional states, our memory kind of gets yeah, a little wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Um. So as a GM, if you're running that, you have that moment, like just let everybody enjoy it. Because there's there's awesome moments where two people have like a thing. Everyone else at the table is just like, oh just enjoying it like your favorite soap opera or whatever mm-hmm. um like let them have that don't be like write that down um <laughs> if if you happen to have one of those players like samantha is a great example yeah. of this mm-hmm. samantha can be completely engaged in a game and write fantastic amazing engaging notes that you want to read later right i don't i, I yeah i, I don't, don't know how she does it my brain doesn't ability. comprehend that in any way yeah. yeah because i when i first played with her i thought she did what i usually do which i take kind of a shorthand mm-hmm. like sexy goblin question mark like small small things that i go back later and then refill full sentences like okay those are my notes but no i was sitting next to her just writing full-on sentences in the middle of a scene Mm -hmm. like how are you doing this you're you're i love it it stays so engaged mm -hmm. and yeah and yeah most annoying of all the most beautiful handwriting ever oh right stunning (laughs) it's really annoying yeah sam you're annoying um yeah we do love you no i i actually so so i have lots of thoughts about this and and one of them is like it is it is such a gift when you have that player who if if you have a player in your group who takes those kind of amazing notes and enjoys it and and does it because they like that's how they like to play it is a gift and please like take care of them uh you know hand them notes with like here's how you actually spell it and you know like i don't know just like you know appreciate that and and make sure that you're like properly showing the the gratitude that it comes from that because it it really does help especially if you're one of those like me or like kimmy who is just like no i'm in the scene and i don't want to be writing notes because i am uh, i want to be so engaged in the role play that it has all of my attention and i love those moments where i forget to even look at my character sheet uh you know because i'm so engaged in the conversation that we have going on yeah um and uh, so, so I really, I'm really a big fan of let yourself get lost in that moment. Uh, but I, I do agree with, uh, with what both of you were kind of getting at is like, like at the table, whether you're the GM or other players at the table, take some time to like step back after one of those scenes and say, okay, do we, did we get all the information that we need? Or like, you know, uh, GM hand, you know, hand that player some notes uh, so that they, they can jot down what, uh, what happened, what they learned without having to disengage from that moment in the play. So, um, but, uh, but also, so this, the thought that I wanted to talk about with uh, spectators is uh, I've I've gotten to the point, and, and part part of this is because my gaming circle is so damn good. <laughs> like I play with some of the best players in the world, um, and so uh, so I you know I have a lot of times when when I'm a spectator, when my character is not in the scene, I actually want to be listening. 
I, I'm usually so engrossed in the other characters' scenes that that takes that takes more of my attention than when I'm in uh, when I'm in the scene myself. Um, but yeah, my notes generally, and and this is how I am with a lot of things is is I I tend to take a kind of a similar kind of shorthand um, where uh, like most of my notes consist of the name of the character the uh, the NPC that we just met and then just a brief like uh, thing to like told where the goblin camp was mm-hmm. and and that's usually it and in my mind works in such a way that that's enough for me to uh to have all the recall that i need yeah. and in most of the time i will look at that now and i'll see that and i'll be like oh yeah that's right i remember he had an eye patch on and he had a gray frazzled beard and he was wearing a dirty apron and you know and like just that one note will bring back all of the other details to me because i just need that memory jog um but I, you know, I have, I joke about, I don't have a photographic memory. I have a sketchbook memory, you know? (laughs) So it's like, I have a really clear picture of what I think it sort of looked like. Yeah. (laughs) And I can remember that really well, but I can't remember like all the details, Mm -hmm. but I can remember enough to get me back in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. For me, especially those really immersive dramatic moments are the parts I usually remember most clearly as a player. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the, when the, the GM is just describing stuff sometimes. Like, I have some trouble remembering some of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm actively participating in a scene later on, I can almost recall, like, everything about it. Yeah. Like, if someone's like, oh, I said this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then so-and-so did this and da-da-da and what da mm-hmm. And it, like, pops back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a very similar... Um, it's very... Uh, uh, chronological. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. someone says the first thing that happened in that scene and then boom, mm-hmm. the rest of the scene suddenly is there in my yeah. brain again. I, I guess my my point of view or my, my experience, why would you want to put major clues in a superly charged emotional RP scene <laughs> in the first place? It's a really good you're, point. You're not going to want to put major exposition for what's happening in, uh, you know, uh, Winterfell at the Red Wedding. Right. No yeah. one's going to be paying attention to the information <laughs> you're giving them. People are dying. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, people are dying. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Um, yeah, it, but yeah. don't, just don't. But if they do, for example, if, you're, if you've been playing this campaign and they're in this really intense RP moment and they mention Baron Von McGuffin, <laughs> and you remember in your notes as a spectator, oh, that's someone we're looking for, maybe jot it down. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe Johnson because you know the person in the scene is going to be able to jot it down. Yeah. And just again shorthand notes so you can go back and reference them and mm-hmm. ask the for more information later or compare notes yeah. to other people but that way it doesn't all completely get lost. Yeah. But also DM maybe don't put the clue by fours in <laughs> the intense emotional RP yeah. moments so that or, everybody can yeah. be in the scene. Right. Or if you do don't be a dick like remind them yeah. later. Right. You know um Print it out. Yeah. Yeah. Print it out. Print it out. out. Handouts. We love handouts. You know, I think, you know, one of the things that people, I I think people a lot of times get caught up in thinking about role-playing games and you think like there, okay, there's this way that it has to be done. And, and if you have inefficiency, then, then you're not having a perfect game. And I think that's very, that's, that's a very um, dangerous way to go Uh, because some of the most fun you'll have is doing that recap with everybody and Mm -hmm. having those moments of like, Oh my God, that's right. She did say that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, 
having yourselves go through that conversation of the recall. And as a, a GM who doesn't write things down or do prep, that's super helpful <laughs> for me too, right. because it gets me to remember like, oh yeah, that's right. She did say that. I'm going to make that hurt. Um, that's when I take notes. Um, but right. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's, you know, we get, we get caught up in thinking like, oh, well, if, you know, if we don't have good notes, we didn't have the, you know, we're not going to know what happened in the game, but also it's okay to like, forget what happened happened and completely retcon it without even knowing it because in the end it's all just a game and if you're having fun with your friends then it doesn't really matter if you took notes or not so it's the memories that are going to be way more important right and, it's and, collaborative storytelling yeah. exactly yeah. so if yeah you know unless the gm if you're doing like i can see like in some situations like if you're doing like an investigation game where it oh, doesn't yeah. matter yeah. a little bit more um mm-hmm. and as a GM, there are moments where you like drop a thing and you don't want to like constantly remind yeah. them. Um, but I would all I would make sure if there's a scene where there's like I said earlier, if there's a scene where there's a lot of role play and there was a clue, like hopefully you didn't play in it that way. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you did, just be like, all right, we're going to that scene's over. We're going to pause. I want you to like write down anything that you thought was important. Yeah. 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 Wink, wink, nudge, right? nudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Pro- yeah. my, with my students, it's like, there's a quiz on Friday and yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. And then slowly as you get closer to Friday, you're like, tomorrow's <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Do your work and study. Yeah. <laughs> and I, GM Pro Tip. Uh, if you, if they bring it up during the recap and yeah. that's the first time you realize that it actually like made a huge connection or they bring up one of their crazy weird conspiracy theories that you never in a million years would have imagined, but you realize it's actually perfect. <laughs> pretend you had it planned the whole time. Yeah. They will not ask. They will not know. They will not care if they do find out. <laughs> like. And they will it, feel brilliant. They will feel brilliant and they will think you're brilliant. Yes. So, yeah. But so sometimes not taking notes is your friend. Sorry, <laughs> Joey, for that violence that I just did to your yes. psyche. But yeah. we still do really appreciate yeah. all the note takers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just and the one thing I'm gonna say about that, like we love the note takers, mm-hmm. but please make sure that you're not uh like putting pressure on that person. Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. you don't want it to be the group project where like they're doing all the work, right? And yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, okay, you do this every week. Go." And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's not my job to remember all the important stuff. <laughs> right. If I don't, we're SOL. Like, not cool. So, advice yeah, from a sure. note taker: yeah. mm-hmm. uh, offer them things for taking notes, so it yeah. maybe inspire other people to take notes, yeah. true. like Benny's or Advantage or mm-hmm. anything, inspiration, yeah. anything, cupcake, pizza. Beer. Beer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're the same person. (laughs) Joey and Kimmy, I mean, not pizza and beer, but I mean. Both are good. Yeah. yeah. Both go great together. Right? I love all four. (laughs) We love you too. All right. Mailbag number two. Weasel creature? Yeah. I kind of want to read for weasel creature. Do it. Hello, my name is Weasel Creature, and I'm evil. No, I'm just kidding. That's not right. Um, <laughs> hi, Weasel. We love you. It doesn't uh, say that. It doesn't say that. Slancha, Kimmy and the Jackers. I've been catching up on the show, and back in December, something came up, and an important point was missed. As I'm listening to the episodes backwards... Okay, maybe he is a little evil. <laughs> it wasn't later addressed, either, at least to my knowledge. 
The crew was talking about playing in existing settings and why for some settings it was preferred not to, but others didn't seem so bad. And it was boiled down near the end by Stork when he said, paraphrased, what's different in playing in the Marvel Universe versus the Traveler Universe? RPG this is like the disagree yeah. with Stork episode. I didn't want to say that up front, but yeah. <laughs> I mean... He was almost here tonight, so that would have been very interesting. I'm sure I'll get an earful of it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... RPG settings are very different from comic settings and even more different than a movie setting. In an RPG, yes, there's characters placed into storied history, but then it stops. The story is then made by those at the table. Eberron, Iron Kingdoms, Traveler, etc. have settings designed to have the story continued by the character. Yes, some of them do advance their settings timeline, so playing an earlier timeline could have similar issues. But usually a game starts where their story ends. Playing in the Star Wars universe, well, the main story has been told. We know how it ends. So unless the GM is okay with the total alteration of the story by Vader dying on Bespin, then you can't have the players meet the main characters and then they'll be in the shadows of the already told story. Yes, this can be alleviated by playing in less known timelines after Jedi, before New Hope, where some of those characters still exist, but there is really isn't much of an active story to interfere with. Keeping rocking, weasel creature. P.S. Again, look twice for motorcycles. Yes. I, I think this is a really good point yeah. that yeah. I don't think we've ever covered. We've had the IP discussion many times. And I've missed all of them, so I'm very excited <laughs> about this. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's huge. Like, these are worlds designed to be played in yeah. mm-hmm. versus other IPs that are designed to be comic books or movies or right. whatever else. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I think that's that's correct, and this is a really good observation. Is that um, it, you know, well, and and each of these examples are a little different, but uh, but like playing in an RPG story in its universe, um, it is designed to be open ended for the most part. Um, there are a few notable examples that I would bring up, like Necessary Evil, which actually like the campaign sort of plays you through a story that sort of sets up the start of uh, of the campaign world. And also, like, if you play all the way through it, pretty much ends it. Um, so, uh, so it's designed to sort of like learn the setting, play the setting, and end the setting if you want to. But you can also just stretch it out forever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but with Star Wars, I think that's one of the reasons the more successful spinoffs have been in either things that are just very finitely telling one person's story or it's moving on to, uh, or it's putting it in places where we don't, we're not dependent on the main story, um, which with Star Wars has all its own problems, which I'm sure we could go on ad nauseum <laughs> about. Um, but the Marvel universe, I think is very different because set up already in Marvel, as well as DC and in most of the comic book world, you already have, the establishment of parallel universe theory and, and it's in all of them. So, so you can, you can absolutely play a superhero game in these established universes and you can have things completely different and it still feels authentic and real and important to the story. Like, like none of us get to decide what's going to happen in the, you know, 616 comic books um you know but uh, you know as much as they want to try to pretend that's one story in one timeline they should really check with like 
everybody who's ever written it because none of them agree. <laughs> um, but the cinematic universe is a lot more compact and, and clear. So you can, you know, so that's already a lot more limiting, but, but you can just change one thing about the cinematic universe and all of a sudden you've got a whole new setup. Yeah. Um, so anyway. We were talking in the Discord yeah. about the new um, Marvel role-playing game that's coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I'm seeing some up and down things about it. Me too. And there's, when you said, because in the Marvel universe, the like main canon universe mm-hmm. is is universe 616. There's a whole nerdy story about that, but we don't have to yeah. go into. Um, <laughs> but for the new role-playing game, it's a high-low system. So the very best role you can get is... Six one six. Oh, and I I can't tell if I love that more than anything or if I just hate it. Well, <laughs> as as a longtime diehard Marvel fan for over years now, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, what was that? Uh, you know, <clears throat> years. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Um, I, I will just say it's multiple decades. Um. I would say that that is essentially, quintessentially Marvel, is to both love it and hate it at the same time. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, you know, like, I, I just recently started reading, like, the new iteration of X-Men, and, which is, that was my jam, was yeah. was X-Men. That's what uh, I broke my, you know, my kitty nerd uh, teeth on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new iteration is, like, well, they came up with a way to... Bring back everyone you ever loved and uh, and switch them up however you really want to. And then also made it so that there are zero stakes in the world whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and it's like, wow, they like put together some really amazing, wonderful teams and now nothing matters. And, you know, and that's that's such a Marvel thing to do of like, oh, wouldn't it be cute if the best role you can get is a six, a one and a six? Cause isn't it the best universe, but it's really not. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it, it's, it's anyway, I, I, you know, I have a real, uh, um, I, I have real strong opinions on this and I've listened to, you know, the podcast and like screaming at my, uh, you know, <laughs> at my phone, uh, um, wanting to like wishing that I could be in the studio to have this argument with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but seriously, I, uh, you know, I think it is important to realize that we like, we like these universes because we love the stories. We mm-hmm. love the characters and, um, and however you want to like jump yourself in there and play, as long as everybody at the table agrees that, that they're cool with that, yeah. then then go for it. And you know, I yeah, I, I agree. I've done a couple different IP games, and each one kind of took a different approach. I was in a Game mm-hmm. of Thrones game that we agreed at the very beginning we are going to play at the beginning of the books up to a certain point, and then we can start screwing with canon. Like mm-hmm. if we wanted to go and save Rob Stark for the red wedding, the red wedding. I can't talk to any folks. people die. Um. I've already spoiled it once. Uh, that's why I picked that one. Yeah. It's my linchpin for this episode. Leave okay. me alone. Okay. Um, then we could. We could try to save him. Or we could yeah. try to stop, you know, other things from happening in King's Landing. And that was really interesting. And we got to kind of screw around and make our own canon after we started messing with the established canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, similar thing with um, Jason's Spider-Verse game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we took our, our own spin on it. We created our own canon and OC characters. And what's really great about that is we were able to take some of the more problematic characters from the Marvel Universe 
and twist them so they weren't so problematic or change some casting so it wasn't so problematic. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that too. You can always improve the things you love about an IP in your own game and make mm-hmm. it more catered to what you want to do. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't see any problem with it. And uh, as long as everybody's having fun, that's the important thing, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, we totally agree. Yeah, we uh, uh, we actually uh, during lockdown played for about a year, every, you know, every single week in a Star Wars game, and uh, we said it. Uh, we said it right after the Force Awakens. Is that right? No, yeah. right before the Force Awakens or during the Force Awakens. I think it was during the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so we kind of said it like right in the middle of that, and and just kind of. Uh, like Rise of Skywalker had not started yet, had not come out yet, so we had no idea what was going to happen. Um, and, um, God, give it a day. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate for real. Um, but uh, but yeah, but we kind of played in that world of the you know Resistance versus the First Order, and um, and like we we never really ran into the main characters, but we had stories that were sort of adjacent to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was, it was fine. There's, there's no need to run into those main characters. And I think um, either Stu or Stork or both have talked about that before, how that's kind of how they like it in IPs is like, you never actually run into those characters. You're playing in a story around them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think there's still plenty of stories that can be told in most of those. I mean, the Mandalorian has shown us, you don't need, to tell a story about the Skywalkers to tell a good Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, and we've we've talked about it before, but Star Wars is so big. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel super big all the time because we, you know, especially in the trilogy, it's like we see the same people. And especially with now all the other other stories are now like all still tied back in. Mm -hmm. But that's what I kind of love when we started with the the new movies. Is we're like, oh, a totally new story. There's a whole universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Empire is so big that it took years for people to ever find out the Emperor died. Right. <laughs> like if you read all the canon and everything, like like that's how big this place is. Mm-hmm. You could have an, a huge adventure, another whole rebel force on the other side yeah. of, you know, the galaxy that are this rebel force that knows the Skywalkers has no idea exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like so many options. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, so yeah. do what the movies didn't and Move away yeah. <laughs> from the same family tree. Right, yeah. All I the mean, branches don't have to be connected. Yeah, yeah. I love those characters, but but I don't need to have them in every story that I play around with in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I I think this is it, you know this is a it, it's a good discussion that I don't think will ever really end, and I you know yeah. and I think there's a lot to a lot to be said about it because this I mean to, in some ways this is like this is one of the ultimate uh, um, gaming debates is uh-huh. is do you use an established story such as a module or an IP or whatever, or do you make up your own thing whole cloth from scratch? Right. And both can be good. Um, and I've, I've played games with both that were amazing in both ways. And I've played games with both that were really lackluster or, you know, or yeah. unpleasing. And, and the, the, it's what, 
what I have learned in my years of gaming is that you need some water. You seem to be choking a yeah, lot. Let's go. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I have learned that it, it, it doesn't matter so much the game you're playing. It matters the people you're playing it with. Yeah. And, you know, and if you can find a group of people uh, or if you're fortunate enough like me that you've actually found multiple circles of people who who enjoy the same kind of stories that mm. you do. Um, it, you know, just go and let yourself loose and have fun with them. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're in an IP and somebody brings a, in a character, uh, you know, the GM brings in a character and you're like, oh, that's not really how I imagined them. Let it go. But, you know, like, let yourself, uh, let yourself get excited about the idea that somebody has a different personality or different perception of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm always a fan of, of let yourself enjoy the moment that you're in, even if it kind of gets at your, you know, gets at your craw a little bit. Yeah. But I, again, like, I love the point that RPG settings were made to play in. So even though there's a lot of canon with them, a lot of times, especially when you start getting into like the world of darkness and stuff like that. Yeah. There's tons there, but it's made to be played with. So again, like, that's a great point to Dork was raw. <laughs> that's the main takeaway of right? that, yeah. that Epis- email. Yeah, episode four. Stork was raw. <laughs> we love you, Stork. You're coming we back knew. next week. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, mailbag three. I guess I'm reading this one. It's on you. John in Idaho is playing with a telepath or a cheater. I have been playing RPGs for far longer than I care to think about, usually being the GM, but also doing my fair share of sitting on the other side of the GM screen. In that time, I've seen many different attempts to win at role-playing. I will admit that in my younger years, I too have done my fair share of it. Most often it seems to be cheating at dice rolls or the character miraculous having two or three 18s and nothing below a 14. Well, no technically cheating the dm doesn't seem to be excluded while i am mostly good with fudging dice oh well i'm mostly good with fudging dice rolls excessive railroading and gmpcs can kill the enjoyment of a game just as easily as anything else here here recently however i have encountered something that i have not experienced before the dm's wife seems to have an uncanny ability to know exactly where to go for the next clue or plot point I am not sure whether this is something she is doing on her own by reading the module, it happens to be Curse of Strahd, or if the GM is using her to move the game along. Dun, dun, dun. That's not in the game. (laughs) He is a new GM, but we are pretty decent role players and have a good grasp of the rules, so have been helping him out if he asks. I have been hesitant to bring this up because... So far, it is not bad enough to ruin the game, and I sometimes suffer from small bouts of anxiety, not to mention it is quite literally the only game in our very small town. (laughs) It also feels like we are being railroaded, but not by the GM, by another player. John in Idaho. Hmm. Yikes. So my first question, um, is this... This player, not the, not you, John, but this player who's coming up with all the, the clues, is it their first game? 
Oh, that's a really good question. Because if it's the GM's first time GMing and they've brought in their partner mm-hmm. um, to play the game, it can be it can be tempting as a new player to want to know what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or as a new GM to want to make sure you've got an ace in the hole. Yeah, to make sure you don't like. You, you know, you're not misleading the characters or you're, you know. I've, I've been that ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friend, when he first started running games for our group, yeah. uh, he had Julie GM before. And uh, he knew I was an experienced role player. None of the other players had played any kind of D&D before. So I was kind of his assistant GM where he would kind of like brief me on like the rundown of what the story was. Like, it's it, it was okay. I didn't care about spoilers at that point. <laughs> um, but I wanted to make sure everybody else was having a good time too. So like, if we got stuck, I could be like, hey, you have a plus one in mechanics. Do you want to take a look and see? Like, I could give hints in character. That way, it kind of helped move the story along. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, yeah, this this is rough. This is, like, and, once or twice. Yeah. Sure, yeah. maybe. But, like, every time. And also, like, combined with the only game in a small town yeah yeah you don't want to alienate the only people that will play with you yeah you know um yeah so i so i totally get that and you know and like i mentioned earlier i'm very fortunate i have a large uh i have a large venn diagram like uh array of of gaming circles that i get to game with so uh but i have been in those situations where there's only one game in town and uh and the something about it is not very fun but you gotta play because there's nothing else uh, there's no other options so um so you know in those cases, yeah, you got to weigh a little bit of that social, uh, that's that that social balance of of do I take the risk of pissing these people off and you know and making it seem like I'm not grateful or I'm not into it, the game or or I don't want to game with them or like I'm accusing them, uh, you know, or do I you know let it kind of you know ruin my fun and mm-hmm. you know I'm. I'm the kind of person that I would generally go towards the latter and I would, I would personally, if I were in this situation, I would probably just be like, okay, well, here we go again. I don't need to know where we're going to go next because she's going to have the right answer. So, you know, and I would probably try to work it into my character somehow of, of like, Hey, Elzebu, you always have the right answer. Where do we go next? You know, right. wow, it's like you see the future. Uh, you know, <laughs> so you can, you know, I mean, it might be a way to just sort of play with it and just acknowledge, okay, this is going to happen. So why not let yourself have fun with it? Yeah. Um, so Adam's and, suggesting yeah. the passive aggressive route, right? <laughs> I guess if you want to frame it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm suggesting the passive aggressive route. I am I was raised a Protestant in the middle America. So that is the only way. Yeah. This is the way. Um, Good luck, Joey. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you would know nothing about passive aggressiveness, would oh, you? Oh, not at all. <laughs> anyway, my recommendation would be talk to the other players. See if they're noticing the same thing. See if mm. Do they know this couple more, you know, better than you do? Or do they know, have they role-played them before where they're both on the player's side? Like, is this something that happens all the time? Try to get a little more information and see if it is an actual issue and see if anybody else is having a similar problem with it. And then maybe mm-hmm. 
it'll be less scary if you can kind of go to the DM as a group. Be like, hey, no offense, all good, just something we've noticed. Like, what's what's up? It's always easier when you have a crowd behind you. So I would check in with them and see see what's going on there and yeah. see if they're they're feeling the same thing you are. Yeah. And I also, you know, I'd, I'd recommend, um, you know, I'll tell you one sure way to lose at this and, and to make sure that not only does the game break up, but most of the party breaks up and, and most of you never talk to each other socially again. The sure way to do that is to, is, is to confront the GM and, and accuse him of using uh, his wife to ruin the fun of the game. Yeah, that will absolutely. Definitely. You will not win that conversation. Uh, you you will you will lose just by starting that conversation, um, and and it's not worth it. Honestly, um, it would be better to just not be friends with them anymore. You might as well skip the argument and the hard feelings <laughs> and just ghost them. Again, the passive aggressive mid uh, middle west Midwest uh, approach. But uh, but seriously, you're. Uh, I mean, let's let's say they're doing this and they know that they're doing it they're probably doing it as a reason to support each other. And, and so, uh, so you want to kind of come out on the side of this of going like, well, this is, you know, we want you to feel supported and we want you both to have fun. If you're doing this because you think we are expecting it of you or needing it from you to have, uh, you know, to make the game fun, it's actually not working, you yeah. know? And yeah. And I think, um, and then, you know, I, I think the other, you know, the other thing is to is say if they're, you know, if they don't realize they're doing this, then um, it's not something that you can really directly address, in my opinion. Uh, you know, doing so is going to cause hurt feelings from uh, from one or both of them. And and it's going to, you know, if if they're not doing it intentionally then it's a it's a favoritism that's happening because of the couple situation and um you know and i it, to me that's it, it is such a fine line playing with with your significant other and yeah. you know and like Joey and i have played together a lot and i think we've we've formed a pretty good balance but one You've thing met in a game we met yeah. in a game yeah <laughs> but interestingly enough that was the very last time that we had characters that liked each other <laughs> that's accurate yeah no that's not or, no, our, no, star wars yeah. game. our star wars game that's okay. the only other time uh uh but that's just because my you know lovable lug is just like devoted to him and he can just ignore me and it doesn't matter um <laughs> oh wow I'm gonna throw my character under the bus well, and yeah. me with him. And yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but uh, but seriously, like most of our games that we've played since then, we've usually been at odds or we've been indifferent towards each other. Yeah, and and I think in a lot of ways, it's a reaction to the fear that we're going to become that couple that like, oh, they game together and they're so obviously like favoring each other mm-hmm. especially because a lot of times i'm running a game and so i'm i'm desperately trying to not show joey's character any favoritism right um you know so that i don't feel like the person i don't come off like the person in this story yeah i i think what you mentioned about intent is really important yeah. like it it doesn't sound from this that this is a her wanting to win situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like they both have good intent. They're trying to either 
participate and not be a you know drag down the party or to like make sure the gming is good and that everybody's getting to the next place they want to be yeah so definitely come at it from knowing that that's their intent yeah so i I don't think this is a situation where you need to like confront anybody you might want to bring it up and have a conversation Yeah. yeah i would also see like i don't know where you are in curse of strahd if you're pretty far along like mm-hmm. maybe just write it out right, yeah. yeah um because you say it's yeah. not ruining the game it's probably super annoying i get that yeah. but just also kind of... curse of strahd is not the most intricately woven story with lots right. of twists that you can't expect <laughs> accurate <laughs> And sometimes yeah. maybe you do want that compass always pointing north yeah. in Curse of Strahd. Yeah. And someone's currently playing in a Curse of Strahd game, which I love. I love the game and I love our players. Sometimes it's like, same. Well, what yeah. do we do now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. in, in Strahd, it's very much like that. And then, like, you know, and, and Jameson found out with, uh, what was it, the, Frost the Winter Maiden. Frost Maiden. He tried to run that. And after a few sessions, he was like, you know what? This is just like, this goes nowhere. I have no idea what to do next. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think many times with the module, you're used to that. You you know, it's either railroad the players, or you know, or completely ignore the the uh, the module. Yeah. And so um, so it, I I don't know. I I don't feel like modules are actually a great um, a great way for uh, for new players to or new GMs to learn how to GM. Maybe. In a lot of ways. They- Maybe they do I could teach you a lot that. about pacing yeah. and what details are important to incorporate. You know, it's it's really easy yeah, if you're true. a new GM without some sort of guidance to yeah. plan too much of one thing and not yeah, enough that's of true. another. Yeah. Not to mention all the monster stat blocks. You don't yeah. have to worry about going to the monster manual and like mm-hmm. writing encounters. Yeah. yeah. I would personally just say a new GM shouldn't run D&D. But <laughs> that's always my opinion. Um, but... Yeah, if you're close to the end or if, if you're nearing the end, let, let them write it out. Yeah. Enjoy yourself, you know, play around with it a little bit, maybe a little less passive aggressively than Adam suggested. <laughs> wow, you always know the answer. Like, they're they're going to pick up on that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, just, just write yeah. it out and then yeah. offer to GM the next game. Yeah, yeah. And then if you are, if you're running a module and she still has all the answers, then that can be another conversation. Yeah, you're like, yeah. well, She's I feel probably like you're reading go- the module. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're googling this or buying the module, and yeah. that's not okay. Yeah, and you know, and honestly, like you know, the one thing that I would do is is I would say, however you're going to address it, I would try to address it with her, not with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for a couple of reasons, one is, it, you know, if you know, if you're, you know. Especially like, especially with uh, women in in gaming, you know, it is it is the oldest, nastiest feeling in the world to be like singled out by all the guys that oh you're the girl who's ruined the game, yeah. right? And um and, and uh, I guarantee you, almost every female role player has heard that before, yes. <laughs> right? Um, and, and also yeah, double like doubling down on that absolutely. It's the worst when you're there with someone that people perceive as being like your keeper. Yeah. And then they address their problems with you with your keeper. Uh, yeah. Ex- yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's... I, I, you don't have to go to my husband to handle me. Right. Like, yeah. Come talk to me like a person. Exactly. Please. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, 
your issue isn't with him. Your issue is with her and the way she's playing and and whether she's been asked to play this way or this is just her natural way of playing or whether this this is what she considers fun it, it you know it, it's 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 her decision and it's you know and it's something that uh that uh, you know anyway address it with her it's it, it, you know have an adult conversation with her and you could say things like like hey you always seem to like know where to go next. Are you reading the module or like, you know, is he feeding you secrets? Like, can we get the secrets? You know, <laughs> like, like bring her into the system, bring her into the story and make her feel like it's, it, it's, she is one with you guys as the players, as the team. He'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I would actually approach but. it. Definitely talk to her, but I would just, don't even bring up, like, are you reading the module? Is yeah. your husband giving you the info? Just be like, hey, in these scenes, it seems like you come up with the answers a lot, which is great. But sometimes it can feel like I'm getting left out as a character because I don't get to try and come up with the answer, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then you're still addressing the problem without the accusations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that really is the problem. Like... If she read the module, but you all still got to contribute to whatever right. the solution is, that wouldn't matter at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So address it that way. Be like, yeah. you know, just give us all kind of a little bit more of a chance. It's so great right. that you're so good at this, but like, just if we could all share it a little more, just give us a little more time to yeah. figure it out. That, that might be the best way to do it. That just really like uh, flipped something in my mind. Yeah. I, I mean, Think about this the other way and like look at it uh, empathetically from her perspective. She may actually just be that damn smart, you know, and and she might be that kind of person who just instantly figures out where this is going and knows what to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's she might not even be reading the module or getting information. She's just figuring it out. Right. Uh, and and so so you can approach it in that way of, of like, it seems like you always have the answer. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I, I don't have enough. Uh, I'm not figuring it out that quickly and I'm not having enough time for my character to sort of puzzle it out. Can you, you know, can you toss us, uh, you know, toss me a couple of, um, you know, toss me a couple of clues maybe and let me, you know. A little so, more time. Yeah. Give me, give my character a little time. Give me a little time to have my character also mm-hmm. figure something out and, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, just kind of engage her in that way and, and uh, you know, start with the assumption that maybe there is, this is actually a completely innocent thing and it, and it just seems like seems weird to you yeah um one of yeah. the things it might also be is she might just be really good at reading her husband True. Yeah. yeah right i've had situations where um like sam and i he doesn't play very often mm-hmm. but when he plays games and he'll say something and i'll look at him and i'll be like this character's lying mm-hmm. and it's like it has nothing to do with anything. Like, it's totally metagaming knowledge. But, uh-huh. like, I just know him well enough to read him and be like, that's your tell. <laughs> so it may be something where when the GM says something that's really important, he has a little thing he does. And his wife just is like, oh, that must be important. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So that's also a, a very, very common thing. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with basically what everybody's saying at this point, like approach her. And again, I, I hadn't even thought about that. And which is yeah, weird as being is. someone who's been called an insufferable know-it-all more than once. 
Um, yeah, it, it could just be innocent. It could just be yeah. she doesn't even realize what she's doing. She's like, oh, I know the answer. It's me. Pick me. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. As three Hermione Grangers around a table, we yeah. think we understand that. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would approach it from that angle. I think that's a perfect way to approach it. And yeah. then if, maybe she'll realize, oh, I know the answer. I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm going to count to 15 <laughs> before I say anything. I'm going to sit on my hand and just wait. Yeah. I know I'm right. That's enough. Right? right. Yeah. It's pronounced real it's plain not, game. We have to say I know, it. We have to know. I know. I know. That's I sent a message to the GM like, this is it, right? Like, yeah. I, I got it. <laughs> I got a gold star. Randomly yeah. tweet, I know the answer right now. And everyone's going to see this tweet later and know I know the answer, even though uh, I don't say it. Yeah. Check the timestamp. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's true. And, it, you know, and honestly, that's that kind of personality. A lot of us are drawn to gaming. Yes, absolutely. Um, because there is there is no reward for knowing all the answers in real life. There's only punishment and shame. That's why um, I became a teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so true. oh, oh did, yeah. you just threw yourself under the bus. I did. <laughs> Actually, it was mostly for summer breaks and yeah. very predictable hours because I wanted Ooh. my weekends free to do fair. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, as a teacher, I will never be called in to work on weekends. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then true. I quit fair anyway. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I still have my weekends yeah. free. God, I miss that three months off of teacher schedule. Oh, it's so great. Except you don't get paid. That's yeah. the one bad thing. Well, I was at a university position, so my paycheck was spread over the 12 oh, months. nice. Yeah, so it's like, it was kind of like I still got paid. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Did we wrap up that? I, I think, think so. so. I think we're good. I think yeah. we've answered all questions and no one could possibly have anything else to say about these issues. So. All right. Well... Thank you for joining us for Season 30, Episode 4. My name is Kimmy. I'm Joey. And I'm Adam. Uh, Please remember to send us emails with topics and stories and good stories and bad stories and all the things. And um, I think that's mostly everything. You can find everything at happyjacks.org. We are going to leave you with a very special song this afternoon. As you know, the Southern California... Southern California Renaissance Fair is happening right now, which is actually part of the origin story of Happy Jacks. Like, this is how Happy Jacks started. It, we were a bunch of Ren Fair workers. Actually, we were all singers on a stage. Mm-hmm. And we would hang out between our shows and talk about role-playing games. And we had a recording studio for our music. And we were like, maybe we should record a podcast. <laughs> um, so many of us still do fair. I, I no longer do fair. I like <laughs> air-conditioned weekends. Um, but Joey does fair still with sure Stu's do. band, the Poxy Boggarts. And so this is a song. Do you want to tell us about it? Uh, sure. So I was pressured uh, to write a song. And by pressured, I mean I was told to write a song. <laughs> uh, and, you know, sometimes inspiration just hits you. And the internet was full of inspiration and... I saw a meme, it cracked me up and said write an entire song about it. And I'm really, really am proud of it. It's my first song I ever wrote, and I managed to fit iambic pentameter, the words, not actually pentameter, into a lyric. Nice. So uh yeah, it's 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 a lot. I'm a lot. <laughs> and this song reflects that. Um a <laughs> little bit of a warning. This it, uh the Poxy Boggards, the the band performs in like the naughty stage at fair. So this song is a little a body song. There's no bad words in it. No. 
Bad words are easy. Yeah, bad words are easy. <laughs> They're not cute or funny. There's double entendre. It's a naughty subject matter. If you played it for a little kid, they wouldn't get it. But just FYI. It's about sex. <laughs> and you can find this. Um, it's called Give That Wench a Sonnet. Wench, like like wench. And it's by Joey and performed by the Poxy Boggers. And you can find more information at poxyboggers.com. Actually, you can't because the website's terrible because Steve uh-huh. hasn't done anything with it. But if you search for search for the Poxy Boggards, P-O-X-Y-B-O-G-G-A-R-D-S um, on Spotify or anywhere else, you can find all their many years of music. Many, 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 mm-hmm. many. I think <laughs> 20, this is going to be Bogfest 26 yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. And if you're in Southern California, uh, you can come to Alasta Brewing Company in Irwindale, Camina, yep. somewhere. Camina. Uh, Azusa, I think. Azusa, um, s- somewhere um, <laughs> east of LA. Uh, but Alasta Brewing Company in Southern California. And uh, you can come tomorrow night to Bogfest and hear the band perform. For uh, free. For Saturday, free. The t- April twenty third. Yeah. I'll try and get this oh, episode yeah, out that's tonight. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it out tonight, Kimmy. Tonight. Sorry. But, yeah. Eight, but eight p.m. Alasa Brewery. We'd love to have you out there. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't make it, then you can catch them at fair or online or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Or come next year. Next year. All right. I think we're done. Enjoy the so. song. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 One night I spied across the pub, alas, I wished to bed. Her eyes shone like two emeralds, and her hair was fiery red. I made my way to her side, and I began to speak. And quickly she became my twelfth rejection for the week. Retreating to the bar forlorn after her laughter ceased. Resolved it was my lot in life to just become a priest. When suddenly a wandering bar took pity on my plight. And gave me his key secret to a warm bed every night. Give that wench a sonnet, wenches love sonnets. Prove your prowess with your pen and watch her hop upon it. Her maiden head and heart are yours when once with words you've won it. If you want to get your inkwell wet, give that wench a sonnet. Next evening I walked in armed with a poem I had penned. Determined to bring my sexual famine to an end When I approached the last she looked to make an exit quite quick But one line hence she was lusting my pentameter iambic Give the wench a sonnet, wenches love sonnets Prove your prowess with your pen and watch her hop upon it Her maiden head and heart are yours when once with words you've won it If you want to get your equal
shake his spear at. Give that wench a sonnet, wenches love sonnets. Prove your prowess with your pen and watch her hop upon it. Her maiden head and heart are yours when once with words you want it. If you want to get your inkwell wet, give that wench a sonnet. If you want to get your inkwell wet, give that wench a sonnet. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. The Mary Sue's performed our intro music, and our ending song is played with the express permission of the artist. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts. <laughs>